Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Vegas has a robust Ethiopian community of over 40,000 members. So after a few years of advocacy, the Clark County Commissioners have just designated Little Ethiopia, our first cultural district. It's located in the Flamingo and Decatur area. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're checking out Little Ethiopia with our guide, Meseret Serse, a longtime Las Vegan and educator. Meseret shares a traditional Ethiopian meal and coffee ceremony with us, takes us to her favorite Ethiopian grocery stores, and tells us how she thinks this community will impact all the children in the Vegas Valley. It's Tuesday, July 11th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Meseret Sersa, thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to talk to you because Clark County just approved the creation of Little Ethiopia, and it's our county's first cultural district. So can you describe for our listeners like where Little Ethiopia is located in Las Vegas? Little Ethiopia is located on the Decatur, and it's a desert in Flamingo, Sahara, up on Jones, we have different restaurants, um, markets, and most Ethiopians live around that area. So it's both living and commerce. Yes, yes, definitely. What do you love about this neighborhood? Well, it's it reminds me of home. You know, it's it's where you can go to see Ethiopian people and your culture. And when if you crave Ethiopian food. You can go to the restaurant to eat or you can go to the shop and buy the ingredients so you can, um, you know, you can bring it home to make it. And also you can talk to the store owners, the customers, you, you run into other Ethiopians. Yeah, and it's just a place where you get to see your culture going. Proudly on display. Yes. And you mentioned, right, you can go to the stores because I want to talk to you about that. I yes. want to give people a tour of the area because mm-hmm. them grocery stores are popping. Um, I like Malcolm. Malcolm is uh, located on Decatur and Flamingo, not far. And the Unity, Unity is also a wonderful, very cultural where you can go in and buy anything you want. And there's also Salam and there's mm-hmm. another one, Yeshimart. And mm-hmm. so there's so many of them, you know, like the different corners. So then we'll yeah. be able to accommodate all the Ethiopians that are here. And we, yeah. all, we all have our favorite. So why is Malcolm your favorite? I guess because I, I've been going there for a long time. They also mm-hmm. have a little in the back dining area where you can eat some food if you want. You're yes. not only purchasing stuff, but you can also have lunch with your friends. And they have the Ethiopian bread, which I like, uh, Dabo. We call it Dabo. The one that they, they sell is... 
really done with koba. It looks like a banana leaf and we call it koba. They wrap it around before they put it in the oven. So you get the flavor from that leaf. So I know if I want bread and I'm craving some Ethiopian bread, an actual bread, not the injera, I can go to Malkam and get it. When you took us to the Ethiopian grocery store market, if you will, uh, called Unity, we were really surprised at how much of the store was dedicated to coffee. What is the coffee ceremony and why is it so important? Well, to begin with, you know, coffee was discovered in Ethiopia in the province of Kava. So coffee is the way Ethiopians socialize. You know, we it's the time that we spend with our family, with friends, with guests from roasting the, the actual beans to getting the flavor to our guests, turning it into a powder, and then to the Gemini making coffee. It's just a time where we really socialize and have great um, time together. So coffee mm. is very important um, to our culture, you know, whether it's politics or family life or their personal life, it's done over a cup of coffee. So coffee mm. means a lot. And I think it's just the whole ceremony is time to spend. You know, you can't just do it in a second. It takes sometimes about an hour. The coffee is made uh, in a big pot, which is jebana. You know, some people take it with sugar. Some cultures, they take it with salt. It's a very strong. It has great flavor. And it's not done here, but in Ethiopia, where um, people have more time. Um, yes. Once once you get the first, and then they put more water and they boil it again. It's called the second time. And the last time you put more water, you boil it, it becomes less stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the coffee ceremony. You have to, mm. they do it three times. Here, because of lack of time, people don't. And if you're invited to someone's house, you have to wait until the third cup is given to you. So... This is where, you know, people go into uh, counselors when you when you have things to talk about, when you need advice. Coffee time is, that's the time. You call your neighbors mm-hmm. and you get together, you talk about your problems, your happiness. It's just um, a very rich and not only coffee drinking, but I guess a nurturing mm-hmm. time toward, yeah. for one another. And, and it, it happens ev- everywhere. It's so funny. People drink coffee to like keep energized and so they can keep moving along, I feel like is what people most people drink coffee for. But then for this, it's this is this ceremony is actually to cause people to slow down. <laughs> when you were talking about the jibena, so, you know, the coffee pot or like a carafe, they're so beautiful. They've got kind of the rounded bottom and the long neck and they're always beautifully decorated. But depending on the region, they're decorated differently. And the way people take their coffee, it's different. There's so many like components and cultural things that show up in essentially, you know, what I would call a coffee pot, but in the jibenas. Yes. I feel like when we learn about African countries, people tend to lump things together and think, okay, it's one thing. But even in Ethiopia, there's different languages, there's different religions, and there's so much more. Do yeah. you know how many languages are spoken in Ethiopia? Not exactly, but I know that about over 200 dialects because they are different tribes and most of the tribes have their own language. So mm. I know only the Amharic because that's the tribe I was born into, the Amharic, uh, the Amharic tribe. 
with their lot of these Oromong, Gragi, and Tigrinya, and all different kind of tribe uh, languages, mm-hmm. but you know, one common country, one country. And I don't know how many Las Vegans know that Ethiopia is currently in the middle of a civil war. And some of the people who immigrated here to Las Vegas are also refugees. But it seems like, you know, just based on kind of how that grocery store was set up and that we're seeing the culture, the Jabena pots, you know, they're side by side. In my mind, it seems like people from many Ethiopian cultures mix and mingle here in Las Vegas. Does that sound accurate to you? And, and if so, like, why do you think that is? I do, like, you know, uh, earlier when I was mentioning about the different market, uh, I think as an Ethiopian, uh, we we share our cultures, you know. Mm. Uh, our food is the same. Our coffee is the same. Yeah. And our clothing, you know, is pretty much the same. So when it comes to going to the market, people find either their favorite, where they get what they need, or they will find a, a market where they can speak their language. Could be, you know, because sometimes you go and if you don't speak the English, but maybe there's somebody who speaks your language there. So I think when it comes to the actual cultural thing, we do okay. We go and buy and accomplish why we went to the store. Mm. It's it, the peaceful it, middle ground. Like, yes, we're just here yes, shopping. Yes, we're here shopping. <laughs> Everybody needs their Burberry. Be, right. Everybody right, needs right, their Injera. Right, <laughs> like, right. we got to get all our ingredients. Right. When it comes to the stores, most of, most of the time, it's one. You, know, you go into mm. your, favorite, yeah. your favorite market. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden-up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So besides restaurants, what other Ethiopian businesses can we find in this area? There are some who uh, have real estates and, and some tax. People get their tax done or immigration issues. They also travel arrangements, passports. You know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of businesses going on. That's why 
when you go to Ethiopian market or restaurant, there is a lot of business cards. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they will say, call me for this, call this, call this. So we do have our professionals working in that community also. And I, you took us to this beautiful restaurant called Lucy in Little Ethiopia. And I know that that restaurant, there's a historical reference in that name. So can you tell us why it's called Lucy? Why is it called Lucy? Because Lucy is one of the oldest human remains that was found in Ethiopia. It's about three million years ago. And Lucy in, in, um, in, in Amharic, it's called Dinkanesh. That means mm. you are, um, you know, amazing, extraordinary. So mm. that's the name that everyone can identify being part of the Ethiopian discovery, Dinkanesh. And they do have some some information inside the restaurant. If you, if you ever go in, you can read about it. Yeah, right yeah. in that first entryway. I yes. almost, I walked past it because I was trying to get to y'all, but right. it was directly to the left when you first walk in and it shows that imprint of of Lucy's remains and yes. like the skeletal system and right. a little bit of information about where she comes from. And I'd like to know why you picked Lucy for us to, to meet at. Well, I, I feel Lucy has the Ethiopian culture. It's hmm. not only the food, but yes. the musical instrument, the seating, the different handcrafted trays where we can you can sit and eat. A lot of arts and history about Ethiopia is displayed all over. Hmm. And and also in addition to that, there's like this whole big coffee ceremony thing sitting there. Right. That whole corner you, was yes, designated coffee, the coffee ceremony yes, spot. Yes. And every corner has history. And I love that because that shows that they are proud. They are representing Ethiopia and Ethiopia's culture. It doesn't matter from what region, it's out there. And I love the food. The food is really good. And I also enjoy the people who are working. The servers are very nice. Not only I would go, but whenever people ask, can you recommend Ethiopian restaurants? The first the first name, name that comes out of my mouth is Lucy. Go to Lucy's on Flamingo. <laughs> yeah, it's the spot. I mean, I was on the way driving there. My friend was like, oh, I was like, I got to go to this Ethiopian restaurant. She goes, are you going to Lucy's? And then told me what to order. <laughs> and I yes. love that she already knew, which means, yes. you know, the word is out about that place. But then mm-hmm. when I walked in, like I could smell the incense and I could smell the different foods and the spices that were mm-hmm. cooking. And also... Like there was a murmur of noise, but it felt like home. I felt yes. like I was in my cousin's house. It didn't feel formal in an uptight way, mm-hmm. but it felt formal in tradition. I felt like I was part of yes. something yes. that was very ceremonial in just mm-hmm. sharing this meal with all of you. Right. right. What was awesome? I was feeling real VIP that day because we got to <laughs> eat with you. We got to eat with the owner, Waldu, and the manager, Hannah, yeah. and then a friend of the pod, Kim. Yes, so all of yes. us were there together. Right, right, right. right. So we want to make sure our listeners, y'all, y'all got to hear this, hear how our uh, our trip to <laughs> Lucy's went. So tell me, how do we how do we partake in the meal traditionally? Oh, okay. The, this is what we see in the in front of us that we call it masop. Uh, that's a traditional table. So we sit around it and then we put the food in the middle. 
the, uh, especially in the holiday, that everybody sits and eats, uh, or at the dinner time, everybody was out working, or it was work, at school, whatever. So you come home, you sit around it, and you eat, you talk about what, what was your day. You know, it's mm -hmm. like family. It's, uh, and then we do finger food. Okay. <laughs> You have to wash your hands, so <laughs> no fork and knife. So I'm gonna show you how to eat. It's easy. It's like a, it's it's kind of taco, but it's different. Yes. But you eat it with your hands. The meso kind of has a an indentation, so you can put the huge like circular platter, the tray, in the center, and then underneath it, we've got the bread, which is called. Injera, yeah. So the injera is underneath, kind of in beautiful folds. This beautiful spongy bread that has all the little holes in it, and then we've got kind of multiple spoonfuls of different dishes along the way. So yeah, teach us how to how to roll up. Yes, injera. <laughs> Let's go, and then just pick one of the roll, cut it a little bit piece like this. Got it? Yes. Okay. Roll it and cut it. Don't make it too small because uh, you need the sauce to hold onto it. So you just drop the injera mm -hmm. and then you pinch it and then you roll it with your finger. Yeah. Oh, you, you did this before. Once or twice. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Good. And then that's it. So we heard from Kim. We heard from Kim Foster that Garsha is something we should learn more about. So can you tell us about it? Um, yes, Gursha is the way that we show affection and love and nurture. And what we do is we take a small or whatever amount of food and we feed our friends, our husband and wife, or if we have uh, children, we feed them that, you know, we combine the food and give it to them in, with injera. And that is very, very common in Ethiopia. You know, you don't even have to use your hands. You can be fed by other people. So, uh, gusha is a cultural thing. Can you give us a demonstration? Okay. Um, can you talk, talk us through what you're doing? Okay, so I am going to take from the injera, I'm going to take a small piece. And since I know my friend likes kutfo, so I'm gonna take kutfo and, and take some cheese and wrap it nicely so I'm not like dropping it. See? And now travel to her. And knowing go. she will accept it. And that's the gusha. I can't talk. <laughs> she has gusha. I have. I have Messier's love in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such a beautiful and intimate experience. Meseret and I have been friends for years, and to sort of be fed by her and nurtured in that way just is sort of a, it makes, it reminds me of how much I love her and how close we are, and it's a beautiful expression of that. Sorry, it's hard to talk. Yes, I think she, she said it the best. You know, when it's Gursha, you're not only thinking about yourself, it's the people that you're giving. So you do expect, like, especially if you get the Gursha from the, you know, older people, the family members, you always expect that Gursha. Makes you feel, like, energetic. You really expect it. Like, you, they know that you're going to expect it, and then they actually feed you. You get the Gursha. And if you need the second one, you don't really go away. You kind of stay. Then you're going to get the second one. 
then you will be good to go. I think Waldo has a very specific, you know, mission and vision for that yes, space. Yes, he does. And he, does. he wants it to feel like you're you're stepping into, you know, somewhere in Ethiopia. He wants it to feel it, to right. smell it. Like he's right. thinking about every uh, every touch point right. of that space. And even like he came out and welcomed me, and I was like, oh, I did not know that you were the owner yes. of this space, but yes. we're friends now. Okay, yes, <laughs> like, yes. usually yes. they're in the back. Right, right, and they're very they're friendly. Just such a warmth. They feel they make you feel welcome, and and mm-hmm. I like that. And and they give you the space. You know, you have your own space. Your friend is very quiet. It's large enough for you to just sit at the corner, have a wonderful time with your friend, while you're um, experiencing the food. So I want to ask you, what do you think the creation of this cultural district means for the Ethiopian community here in Vegas? Um, I think it's wonderful because it's one, it's being recognized by the state. It's the most wonderful thing. It's about your culture and and your business. And I think more business will be opening in the future, mm. I believe. And more uh, more people will be coming around that area and more people will get to know about Ethiopian culture, you know, like any other culture. So I think it's good for the community. And it's also good for the new generation, for the children. They will mm. have their own community where they can take their friends, introduce them, different culture, different you know kind of food, and and even take them to the church, in or you know when there's a wedding or something. It, it's going to be a, a place where they can call their own little cultural place. So I yeah. think it's 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 going to help the young and the old generation. Mm. I would say it's showing that Vegas has much more. It's so rich in culture from different people from different places. And Waldu was even saying this is an international city. And so people come here looking for so many things. And now one more thing that they can experience Mm -hmm. and support and a place where people can feel welcome is Little Ethiopia. And it's it's on the map now. So you got no excuses to say you didn't know it was there. Messeret, thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas. And thank you because you were such a wonderful host to us. You're welcome. I had a wonderful, great time. And thank you for making this happen. Before you go, a few things you should know. What's going on, David? Well, Vogue. A grown and sexy weed lounge. That's how Chris Laporte describes Smoke and Mirrors, which is set to be the first state-regulated cannabis lounge under the Cannabis Control Board regulations. The 1,200-square-foot venue on Sammy Davis Jr. Drive near the parking lot of Sapphire's Gentleman's Club is set to open in October. Also, Broadway in the Hood, a Black-owned and operated nonprofit in Las Vegas, has received $1 million in state funding through Assembly Bill 525 towards their ambitious $25 million legacy theater project. The theater will encompass about 60,000 feet of performance space, a restaurant, and other amenities geared towards providing arts, entertainment, and educational opportunities for Las Vegas youth. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Special thank yous to Kim Foster, Waldu Terreira, 
and Hannah Brahane. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and tell at least three friends to go and listen to it. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Hopefully you'll go back and eat more Ethiopian food. I'll see you there. Okay. <laughs>